0: Man of Mastery, episode 37, Staring Down the Wolf. Seven leadership commitments that forge elite teams. We're jumping right in today to brief you on something a couple months ahead of the rest of the world. Staring Down the Wolf, Seven Leadership Commitments That Forge Elite Teams. This is Mark Devine's latest book going on sale March 3rd, 2020. I have the privilege and honor of getting to read an advanced reader's edition and preview that for you here today. But first, real quick, as we roll into this week in 2020, I've started building an easy go-to list of the resources you need to optimize at every level and in every area of your life. So for example, if you're starting the new year off with maybe best intentions on a meal and nutrition plan, well, if you're like most people, you slip fast. It can become inconvenient, or maybe you're just not sure how to sustain on those really busy days. My solution? Ample Foods Meal Replacement. The stuff rocks. I use it constantly. So, stuff like that. You get the point. And I only recommend resources that I use myself. Again, simply the very best products and services I've found to be essential in optimizing performance along your mastery journey. Products, services, events, books, etc., You can find a list of those right on the website, top menu resources, or manofmastery.com slash resources. Another thing many of us wrestle with is not the desire to level up, but the how. We need that inspiration, the catalyst, that key idea. Well, I've got an upcoming guest, John Kane. We talk about the really unique nature of an event that he created and that I'm personally really excited about, and I've been talking about, Relentless MV. So much so that not only will I be a paying attendee at this summer's event coming up, but that we've moved into an affiliate business relationship. So I'm super looking forward to attending and learning from, from John himself, Patrick Sweeney, Ryan Holiday, Lance Armstrong is going to be there, and others who are relentlessly dedicated to elite-level life, life performance and self-improvement. And if it isn't cool enough to learn from these guys and then go move and learn by experience, how about kicking back at the end of the day and grabbing dinner or a drink with the same gurus? Well, that's part of the design of the unique nature of the RMV format over three days and two nights. I'm also considering a mastery community meetup around the event. So drop in and shoot me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. If you like that idea, you're considering attending and would be interested in a meetup. So that's at The Man of Mastery on Instagram or Facebook. So if you're interested in the Relentless MV event, we have a 20% group discount going. Just hit up John and the team at RMV and let them know you're part of our tribe. Use group discount code MASTERY for 20% off. You can also find that link on the same resources page of our website, manofmastery.com resources, or go directly to relentlessmv.com. Okay, and a little housekeeping and insight on the podcast and format. I've been aiming for a 45 to 60 minute format and probably trending toward or over the upper end of that target. So I just want to take a moment to share the thought process around it and where I may be taking it next. There are definitely those podcasts out there that chop and provide a rapid fire 15 to 20 minute format. And I can really very much and personally appreciate the efficiency of that format. That said, I really like the richness and depth and insight that come out of a curious dialogue, and that takes some time. When I survey feedback on what people get out of any particular episode or across guests and topics, I'm constantly amazed at the variety of answers. Different people take away different value. uh, I suspect fitting probably their unique background, context, maybe current challenges. So I'm very hesitant to make my own judgment call on what to scrap versus what to air. I just don't feel I have that privilege or maybe skill or experience at the moment to to really know what you want to get out of these guests that have so much to offer. And, And that said, I would love to offer both the full length and the abridged version. In fact, I do plan to roll that out this year. I just haven't decided yet when, where, or how. The mission of the podcast is to learn and share with a goal of providing almost an infinite benefit to cost ratio, meaning that the design is to offer up extreme value, but through a, a free format and finding quality guests, topics, information, doing the recording, producing, publishing, all that. It actually takes a good investment of time to do, and I'm happy to do it. It's a labor of love and it's a blast. I love learning. I love being your guide to these gurus and synthesizing material into something that applies to the challenges you might face in mind, body, and soul. But as far as an abridged cut at the same information, when I roll that out, it's likely to be offered maybe a little more selectively with some of the other tailored offerings coming out like this year, whether that's the closed Facebook group or through one of the group or individualized training programs that I'm creating. I haven't decided yet, but I'll keep you posted when it's available. Let's also talk about upcoming podcasts. Incredible productivity tools in a time and environment where our mind runs wild, our world is complex and volatile, and external stimuli are nonstop. Uh, Improving our attention, memory, and concentration, how valuable would that be? Well, that's the topic of an upcoming guest and podcast. Another is BHAGs, one of my favorite topics. 2020 BHAGs, the importance of setting scary goals and stretching to grow. So I want to share how my 2020 plan is shaping up, throw out some big fun stuff and see if others are interested. Again, maybe do some meetups around those similar to Relentless MV. That's an upcoming episode. And in another, I have the story of a man on the verge of losing his family, business, everything in his world. And in the end, he discovered his biological family and an abundance of relationships and love and caring. And it's also a story of now how he's giving back. And And last, as maybe a bit of a preview, I would mention the author of today's book, Mark Devine. I'd love to see if I can get him on directly and maybe we'll get his insight straight from the author on this new book and his other programs. From time to time, I've also shared some insight on what I'm currently reading, what I like, and what I recommend. And in fact, that relates directly to this week's episode, and that's where it's come from. As I mentioned, I've had the honor of a pre-read on Mark Devine's new book. He's a coach of mine, and he's the best-selling author of Unbeatable Mind. His newest book is called Staring Down the Wolf, The Seven Leadership Commitments That Forge Elite Teams. It's described as a unique perspective that will allow you to unlock the tremendous power of your team. I've also heard it described as Mark's best work yet. So this is about leadership, elite teams, facing fear, and what that means as a good teammate, as a good leader, and in a company culture that fosters productive and cohesive teams. Let's start with who this book is for. If you're a student, reader, fan of the Unbeatable Mind book or online training program, this seems to me to be the sequel or maybe a drill down. They leave off in an unbeatable mind with a brief discussion of unbeatable teams around leadership, character, and virtues. This seems to be the missing book to expound on that. And then more globally, this is for you if if you're not sure that you always show up all the time for your team and as a teammate or as a leader. If you've ever had the rare opportunity to be part of an elite team or experience elite leaderships, then you probably realize how unique that was and and you look for a way to figure it out and replicate it. Well, Mark describes it in Unbeatable Mind as powerful teams where teammates serve each other and then as a result, uh, the performance of each individual is also elevated. I'd say this book is also for you if you've been part of an organization that tolerates or even rewards self-serving behavior. If you know deep down that instead you should be aligning with teammates around worldview, values, and character, this book might be for you. If you've participated with a business team or partnership with all the best intents and then get crushed by the constant operational feeders and challenges of cash flow or other critical but short-term urgencies. If any of that sounds familiar, here's a little preview of what Mark is going to cover and what I think you're really going to love about it. And just to let you know, it's already available for pre-sale because you're going to want in on this. You can hit up manofmastery.com slash 037. That's the link for the show notes to this episode. And also there you can find a link to pre-order on amazon.com the hardback available now at the best price available in the market and have it in your hands as soon as it's released. The paperback, I believe, goes on sale March 3rd if you want to wait for that one instead. So what's this book about and what makes up elite teams, and elite leaders. Well, I'm not going to give away all of Mark's secret sauce, but here's some things I'd like to say about that and that you can look forward to in the book. If you've been part of teams that are flat-out dysfunctional, odds are the team lacks trust in each other, and they don't see each other, their business, their mission, their customers, and employees in a compatible way. So Mark talks about fostering a mindset of acting in spite of fear, and how to create an environment that tolerates risk, but it's based ultimately on a code of conduct. You've probably seen more than your fair share of people playing it safe, uh, playing politics, keeping their heads down, just climbing the career ladder. So in contrast, this is about getting clear on what you stand for and standing your ground. It's about making decisions from the heart. And a couple of cool things I'd mention about this book is that we all often learn most or maybe most severely by mistakes. Uh, Throughout the book, Mark builds up the stories of his own journey and his numerous mistakes throughout the military and then in his private sector careers and startups. It is admirably transparent and humble, but it's also really useful in the sense of helping maybe slingshot us, hopefully past the same mistakes. And speaking of, humility is one of Mark's other key leadership premises. He says, Too many leaders fear transparency, hiding behind convenience and the comfort of silence or inaction. Stare down your fear wolf and admit your mistakes immediately. And don't say you're going to do something unless you have every intention of following through. If for some reason you can't get that thing done, then you'd better have a damn good reason why and communicate it clearly. Be true to your word and maintain a relentless standard for transparency. Full stop. I love it. Can't say it much better than that. Do you instill, earn, and foster trust? Do you trust your boss? Why or why not? So something to understand is the fear wolf reference that you just heard if you're not familiar. Mark pulls from a Native American tradition that encourages introspection when one is fueling fear, feeding the fear wolf, or stoking the fires of courage, which he calls feeding the courage wolf. The other great thing about the book is that each chapter has exercise drills to contemplate where one, meaning as an individual or as a team or as a company, stand on each topic to assess maybe opportunity for improvement. Springboarding off the last topic a moment ago, if you don't feel a trusting relationship with your boss or your team, then why might that be the case? Is there the right level of integrity? authenticity. Well, Mark defines integrity as honest and internally consistent. I had a boss once who would meet with me, exchange pleasantries, and then turn around and call a meeting with one of my direct reports to sow, to sow discontent, to create conflict, and, and and ultimately just deliver very different messages. So that to me doesn't sound very much like honest, consistent, or anything close to behavior that carries integrity. It sounds like self-serving cowardice, quite honestly, and unfortunately, all too common from what I've seen in the corporate world. So how would one flip that around and handle it in a way that builds respect and builds trust? So not knowing the exact truth of that situation, I can only theorize, but let's say that there really were an issue. Like, no worries, stuff happens. So sometimes there are bad fits and you have to make a change or you have to make tough decisions. That's reality. And rather than try to deal with issues through indirect, passive-aggressive type of behavior, what about just addressing issues head-on? Having the mutual respect to have forthright conversations and give each other real feedback. And which, which approach is more efficient? Which leaves behind with... Those relationships are remaining staff, if you think about it that way, a feeling of comfort and truth, and which one is corrosive? Another great example is the the classic bad apple, and I'm unfortunately sure that you've seen organizations that promote people for the wrong reasons and beyond their competence or experience. even worse you've you've probably run across that guy or that girl who is without fail described as you know smart but smart but. And, and the but is that their skill, knowledge, aptitude, or experience has been tolerated at the expense of being caustic to everybody around them. An individual talent can be a great asset, but if it comes with such a low emotional intelligence and sensitivity that they become cancerous to the entire organization, then I just don't get how it's tolerated. And yet, I've seen it time and time again. That type of behavior drives teams apart and people away. Retention suffers, morale suffers, attitude suffers, customers, business, financials suffer, whether you've made that connection and and realized it or or not, by the way. And in my opinion, it's, it's unacceptable. Either you get on board or you get out. Okay, growth mindset. One of my favorites, and Mark covers this as well. It's a central theme here, so I probably don't need to spend an abundance of time on it. Beyond personal development and the mindset for growth, staring down the wolf talks about the importance of getting uncomfortable and growing as a team. And how about excellence? Every organization gives it lip service, but how's it happen? I approach learning in the form of this podcast with curiosity. Maybe my friend Antonio and fellow unbeatable mind coach and training would call it playful curiosity. Well, Mark shares a few thought-provoking questions to ponder in the pursuit of excellence and in challenging the status quo. Why do we do it this way? Uh, Maybe what should we do instead? Or how could we be better? And, And who should do it? It's a mindset of innovation. And there's a good discussion in the book about when to look for incremental change or when a complete overhaul is more appropriate, which fits your situation or may fit your environment maybe a good way to wrap up this preview and mind you the book drives much much deeper and much further so a good way to wrap up might be on attitude the high performance highly competitive demands of the typical us corporate environment it really fosters a zero sum game so instead of real team success as much as we like to say so the result is a negative attitude that just seems to abound and the potential for performance just gets stopped short. So what if instead we get past the individualized fears, the negativity, the weak default to gossip and fear mongering? What if we could lead with courage? What if we could starve the fear wolf? What if we could feed the courage wolf? And what if we could learn as individuals and as a team to channel our energy Observe and direct our thoughts and emotions and focus our concentration. What if? That's a ton. So I went through that pretty quickly, but let that set in for a minute. If none of this rings true to you, well, then maybe you're in an exceedingly unique and incredible place. And if so, recognize it, be grateful for it, embrace it, support it. More likely, if this all seems like bunk to you, then, uh, You've gone blind, or maybe you're just jumping from job to job, place to place, wondering what in the world is wrong with these companies and the people who run them without realizing what it might take to actually solve it. Now, in all reality, most likely, something I've said here, if not more than one thing, hits uncomfortably close to home. And Mark has really saved something special for this next book. I really recommend that it deserves a read. And in full disclosure, I believe he has a powerful applicable and useful perspective in this book. But I'm not 100% sure if it stands alone or if you need Unbeatable Mind as a as a as a prequel. I think it does. But at this point I do have a bit of my own confirmation bias. I've read all of his books, I've taken his online courses. And so uh, again, I just want to be upfront that I'm not sure if it stands completely apart from the Unbeatable Mind book and the Unbeatable Mind Foundations material that I personally really value and I do recommend also. It's just a maybe a sequence thing. In fact, whether mutually exclusive or not, those are also amazing. So like this book, I'll give you the links in the show notes on where to get those and where to get after it. You're going to like this book. And whether you read it first, last, you're probably going to read it more than once. I think you're going to find some incredible things to take away and apply as well. Okay, that's it for this week. We'll wrap it up without further delay. Get out there and get after it this week. Think about the fear wolf and the courage wolf. Think about how you're going to lean into fear as a leader and a teammate. Make courageous decisions. Trust. Be trustworthy. Commit to growth. Commit to excellence. Practice resilience and foster alignment.